Hey, thank you for joining us with Church Online. And uh, I just wanna say this to all the people that have joined us since we've started doing church exclusively online. Uh, we consider you part of our church. Uh, I know we have the locations in Minnesota, but we wanna let you know that we consider you part of our church. And if you're enjoying this and you're saying, I'm leaning in, we wanna let you know we're gonna use technology to welcome you. And if you could do this, could you just let us know where you're watching from? Uh, if you're outside of Minnesota or I guess outside the Twin Cities area, go ahead and let us know where you're watching. And uh, if you're texting and typing in online, go ahead, give those people a shout out, welcome them. We've seen people from all around the world and we're glad you're part of River Valley Church. We count you as part of the church. Now today, I wanna to talk to you about being firm, being firm, standing firm, and moving forward. I wanna to talk to you about the fact that we need to stand firm in times like this and move forward. And I get this from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. The Apostle Paul is writing to the church at Corinth there, and the Apostle Paul is saying this. He says, therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord, your labor is not in vain. He said, I want you to be strong. I want you to be firm. I want you to move forward. We're gonna abound, we're gonna do that. And, and we're gonna look into this text today, but I also have one more, because Paul, he just talks like this. He's encouraging this, and he says this in 1 Corinthians 16, 13. He says, be on guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong. And I'm just speaking that to you, that that's what we're gonna do. And this is an amazing time in the history of this world to be strong, to be firm, to move forward, and to, to say, you know what? I have, a, I have a faith that's firm, that's moving forward. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of people have a flimsy faith. And I apologize if people were brought in this way, but I think sometimes people were brought into the faith and they thought that, Everything would be perfect if they said yes to Jesus. Your eternity is perfect, but everything isn't perfect in your life. You go through the stuff like we talked about a few weeks ago. Jesus is with you, but it's not perfect. It's not like Disney. I mean, the first time I went to Disney World, I couldn't believe it. I mean, the shrubs were cut perfect. I thought, that's amazing. They were, they were cut in the shape of animals. We're like, did you see that? And I mean, everything, perfect paint, perfect streets, everybody's happy, even the mice are happy at Disney. I mean, and people think like, that's how Christianity's gonna be, it's gonna be like Disney. It's not like that, it's not like that. But you go through it, you get to the other side, and you realize you go through battles, and you have to stand firm in your faith. Interesting, the, the first week of all the COVID and churches were trying to get to digital, and those that didn't, uh, a friend of mine, Pastor Joe, he uh, couldn't get to digital that first week, and he said, we're open this week, that we're going digital. He thought only young people would show up to church because, you know, there was thoughts, you know, the old people are in trouble, young people are fine. He said he got to church that day, and it was filled with old people. And he said the young people all stayed home, and the old people were all like, they were like, we're tough. We've been through this. We're firm. We get this. I'm not going to, one person said, I'm 92. You think I'm going to stop worshiping Jesus today? And he said, I didn't realize it. But they knew, they said, my faith is firm. It is unmovable. There's nothing wrong with you staying home that week. It was scary for a lot of people. But it's interesting, the older people are like, I'm firm, I'm staying with this. I'm gonna let you know, in times like this, flimsy convictions, they're just gonna go by the wayside. They're just, you're in, you're out. You can't have a flimsy conviction. Jesus talks about this in Luke chapter eight. He talked about the parable of the sower sowing seed. 
And some of the seed fell on the path, it got snatched up. Some of it fell, you know, in uh, the rocky areas and in the thorns and on good. And he talks about that that falls in the rocky areas. And in Luke 8, verse 13, he says, those on the rocky ground are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing, they fall away. And I believe this, this is a time of testing. I wanna let you know this is not persecution. This is not, pers- this is testing. And in this time of testing, it's a very real struggle, but it's a testing. It's a difference. Persecution is when you can lose your life for your faith, when it's serious, you know, when it's, it's coming against you. And you say, well, it's not just losing your life, but it's a serious attack against you. Testing tests what you're, tests what you're made of. And right now we're being tested and we're seeing what we're made of. But I've been able to preach to the persecuted church. In this last year, I was able to preach at a church at three that were underground churches. What does that mean? It means that they meet in a country where they have to be underground. I had to get a location, go to that location, meet somebody there. They brought me into the church. I was wondering, where's church? We go in a door, in a door, in a door. Next thing you know, I'm in a soundproof room. There's 40 people in there worshiping Jesus at the top of their lungs. I couldn't hear them outside. Perfectly soundproof room. People I'd never met before. Three different times. It broke my heart. I mean, I'm just seeing these people and What's amazing, they were just so full of the love of Jesus and, and, and the songs they were singing. One of the churches I was in, they were singing, if I live for you, I live for you, Jesus. If I die for you, I die for you, Jesus. And I'm looking around the room, there were little kids. They had kids and adults together and they were worshiping Jesus. And they were saying, if I live for you, I live for you, Jesus. If I die for you, I die for you, Jesus. It was real underground church and it's strong and healthy, but that's persecution. What we're going through now is testing. It's adversity, it's struggle, and I preached it before. The struggle will make us stronger. But there's a difference between living in a world where you get to say amen and and when you survive your oh my. How many know it's different when you say amen and when you survive your oh my, like oh my, how are we gonna make it through this? Oh my, do I really believe this? Oh my. And when you live through that, there's something that happens and and we cannot have a flimsy faith. We cannot have a faith that says, four out of five Christians recommend that their life gets better. No, it's gotta be, really, it's gotta be something that it's like, man, I was dead, now I'm alive. I was lost, now I'm found. I was out, now I'm in the family of God. This is real, I believe it. I don't have flimsy convictions, I don't have lukewarm faith, I have a faith that says, I'm staying with you, Jesus. It happens all the time. You see in the Bible, you see there's people that had flimsy convictions, flimsy faith, if you will. Um, I think about a guy by the name of Demas. It's probably one of the saddest verses. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 10, it says, for Demas, because he loved this world, has deserted me. He's deserted me, he's gone away. Paul was saying like, Demas had a flimsy faith. He had flimsy convictions. He didn't have it firm in his, in his life, and he walked away. We think about this, and Peter didn't walk away from the faith, but Peter was ministering to people that were outside the Jewish faith because it was Jewish faith, and then Jesus says, everybody gets in now. Go reach the Gentiles. Peter starts to reach them, and then he comes back, and he's like pretending like, like he doesn't know the Gentiles. Like he doesn't, he, he's, he's try, and he gets called out. Seriously, do you have a conviction on this? Come on, do you know what God called you to do? He's like, you're right, you're right, you're right. I'm gonna stand true, I'm gonna stand true. God did it, I, I'm not gonna stand in his way. I'm gonna reach these people. 
Flimsy faith will not work. You have to have firm convictions right now. Firm convictions. And I see the Apostle Paul talking here like a military guy. And I, I, I shy away a lot to military uh, things. I don't want people that are outside Christianity to think we're militant. We're not. Uh, but this, it fits. The Apostle Paul is using military terms. He's like a commander and he's saying, I want you to stand firm in your faith. I want you to be firm. I want you to be uh, strong. I want you to be steadfast. I want you to be strong in this. And it's interesting, right before this, he's talking about death, where is your sting? So he's actually talking about, hey, death isn't that big of a deal. Like, it's lost its sting. Stand firm in your faith. And he says, I want you to stand firm. Because we gotta have people that will stand firm that say, this is what I believe. This is what my conviction is. I'm not giving up on it. And I think about people like Daniel, when in, in the story, of, in the book of Daniel, it talks about him. He's like, I'm not gonna do this. I'm standing firm in my conviction. I'm not gonna eat that food. I have a strong conviction. I think about David where he says, you know, is there not a cause? Is there, like, I have a conviction here. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get in this. He didn't let his, his situation change his conviction. He let his conviction change his situation. And I'm speaking that to you right now. Let your conviction change your situation. I believe this, I'm strong, I'm not abandoning my faith, I'm sticking to this. Everything I said when it was sunshine, I'm gonna say when it's dark, I am in this. Now, we can have misplaced zeal. I'm not saying everybody like, ah, run. Okay, that you can have misplaced zeal. I think about people that were like, yeah, I got conviction, and they took it a little too far. I think about when Jesus was being arrested, Peter's like, oh no, you won't. He takes his sword and cuts off a guy's ear. The Bible tells us about it. And Jesus is like, nope, put the, sword, put the sword away. I love your zeal. It's misplaced. You're gonna have an opportunity to stand for me later. And he puts the guy's ear back on, which is amazing. And I think about um, the disciples in Luke chapter nine, misplaced zeal. People were disrespecting Jesus. And they're like, do you want us to call down fire on those guys? Like, no, misplaced zeal. I love, I love your conviction. I love that it's firm. Uh, but let's not misplace it. And um, I know everybody has to answer for themselves, but in week one or week two of this, when we really didn't know how this was gonna go, I felt it was like a little misplaced zeal where people were like, we're having church no matter what. I don't care, you know, fight me. And I, I get it. That's their deal to work with. Ours was we wanted to work with the government, work with people, protect the vulnerable. I like their zeal. I, and some parts I feel like it was misplaced. But I want us to have firm convictions now. I want us to realize we need to be steadfast. We have to know what we believe, that this is what we believe, and we're not backing down. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not, he's, he's the way, the truth, and the life. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm, I'm, if you know that about me, I was raised, my mom and dad were like, don't you deny Christ ever. If you go to church and they tell you, or you, they said, if you go to school, not church, if you go to school and they tell you to deny Jesus, don't you deny him, you stand firm. All right, I get that. We, we need to know it. We need to know what we believe and stand firm in our convictions. We need to show it. Our consistency is so valuable that we, we show it, that we stand together, that we're meeting needs. I love the boxes of hope, the consistency, that when things are tight, we're saying we wanna give more and do this. I love that we're staying faithful, that we're not gonna give in, to, in discouragement. We're gonna stay strong in this. So we're gonna know it, we're gonna show it, we gotta hold it, we gotta hold it. And I wanna say, whatever ground you have gained in your life, do not let this lockdown or this quarantine time or the self-isolation or whatever we're calling it, 
Don't let it steal the ground you have gained. Be steadfast, hold on to it, hold on to the ground. I wanna say to the person that's living in purity, do not slip, do not let downtime become screen time and then you slip back in. I wanna talk to the person that's lived a life of generosity, don't become stingy. If you gain ground, hold the ground, don't lose the ground. The person that has overcome an addiction, don't lapse, don't live pure and, and, and live uh, alcohol-free and drug-free and then lapse. Don't let this time steal that away. Stand firm in your conviction. The people that have cleaned up your language, don't get filthy all of a sudden. Those at the hardest workers, don't become a slacker right now. Those of you that have been serving, don't become selfish. If you've gained ground, hold the ground. Be steadfast, be unmovable, immovable, like stand strong. I've never been one to really be into the stock market. I have you know, mutual funds and different things like that. I haven't paid much attention. First time in my life, I've started to do a little bit of investing in the stock market, okay? Stock market's way down, so I thought, all right, I'll take a little bit of money, I've tried to do that. And it's like, I see the gains, and then I want it, and then I should go down. It goes up, goes down, goes up. And I was talking to an experienced person, he said, you, you wanna hold the gains. I said, what do you mean? He said, we want it to go up and then hold the gain. And then we want it to go up and hold the gain. I was like, okay. So I'm like, hold the gain. Spiritually, you go up, you hold the gain. Hold the gain that you have. Be steadfast, immovable, stand strong. Don't let the enemy move you off of the things that you've gained in your life. Who you are when it was positive is who you are when it's a little cloudy right now. I wanna pray that you'd be immovable. It's interesting, I used to pray that our church, I, this is true, Confessions of a pastor, I used to pray, Lord, in the good times, in their prosperity, don't let them be moved away from their convictions. Isn't that interesting? I used to say, Lord, the tournaments that are every weekend, the travel that happens every weekend, the toys that they own, I said the three Ts, the tournaments, the travel, and the toys. I said, God, don't let those things take them away from their faith. It's interesting, I drive by the field now, there's no tournaments going on, there's no travel going on, and there's very few usage of toys. It just, isn't that interesting? But I say, don't let them wander away, let them stay firm. Now I'm saying, Lord, in this time of ad adversity and antagonism, don't let people lose what they've gained. Let them be steadfast, immovable. Let them believe it and have a faith that is strong. And here's what I wanna just address. In a few weeks, I'm believing this, in a few weeks, definitely no more than a few months. I, I honestly can't see it going longer than that. But in a few weeks, I believe we're gonna get the green light for church. I'm not saying a date. I'm just saying that I believe as this has progressed, we've figured things out. Protect the vulnerable, have social distancing, do the proper things. And I believe that we're gonna have an opportunity to meet again as a church. And I was thinking this, that when we go to meet as a church, people are gonna wonder, why are we meeting? I mean, I said the other day to somebody, we wanna meet, we wanna have church. They're like, do you wanna kill us all? I said, no, I don't wanna kill anybody. I just have figured out I'm gonna protect the vulnerable and I would like to meet with my church family. I would like to be there with my brothers and sisters in Christ. I would like to corporately worship Jesus together with people. My living room's great, okay? But I wanna be in a, a place together with a, a bunch of people lifting up our voices. Of course, we'll put the proper, we will not shake hands. I was thinking about this, what we do. Maybe during greeting, we'll just go like this, you know? I was studying this. Paul wrote a lot of the, the Bible, the New Testament, and he used to say, like, greet each other with a holy kiss. And, and you know, it, it, the church is definitely not gonna greet each other with a holy kiss. But I found out this. They went from, like, a kiss on the cheek to a kiss on the hand. And I thought about this, like, you could, like, 
love you, man, or I don't know, maybe that's cheesy, but we're like, maybe it's like this. I don't know what we're gonna do, but I wanna meet with family. And when we do that, I pray that you have steadfast, immovable faith, that you'd explain, I'm not trying to kill anybody. I'm, I'm not trying to hurt anybody. I'm trying to worship the one that I'm living for. And by the way, death has lost its sting. I know that sounds crazy to you. You're trying to extend your life. I wanna live my life and I wanna live it to the fullest and I live it for the glory of God. And this isn't the end, by the way. I, to live as Christ, to die as gain. Okay, I'm moving forward. Uh, I'm just very real speaking to people say, well, I'll be there in spirit. I'll be in spirit. I'm part of the online crew and I live right across the street from church. You know, or I'm just wondering, will we have ushers, greeters? Will we have uh, people that wanna show up and be a part of it? You know, will we have somebody designated to pour the coffee for us with the proper hands up? And I want steadfast and movable. Will we get back on mission? Will we send a global team? Who's gonna be the first one to go on a global team and say, here am I, send me. Here am I, send me. I'm, I'm ready. You know, we, we've had to suspend our global teams and we're working with, but I, there's coming a time and we're gonna say, it's fine, it's healthy. Safeguards are in place. Are we steadfast, immovable? Are we gonna show that we're consistent no matter what? I'd never want the vulnerable. I would never want the unhealthy to risk in these times till we figure it all the way out, all right? But I just am believing that we're gonna be there and we're gonna say, I'm steadfast, immovable. I'm, I'm going for this right now. And uh, I don't have misplaced zeal on this, by the way. Uh, if you have kids with you in the room right now, you might have to explain this. I'll do this in the best version I can. But Dr. Fauci was asked about Tinder, people that want to go on dates and, and furthermore, all right? You know what I'm talking about. And they said, can people go on dates with Tinder? And Dr. Fauci, leading the charge for this, is like, well, if they want to assess the risk, they can go on that date with a stranger. And you know what I'm talking about. Okay, when he said that, I almost called church that week. Like, they can be together with a total stranger on a date if they want to assume the risk, but I can't worship Jesus and be, I was like, wait, 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 wait. Okay, again, not misplaced zeal, but I'm steadfast, immovable. I'm always about it. Why? Because the word for the church is forward. We go forward. We, we're, we're stepping back. We're regrouping. We're working with, but we're going forward. We have a saying around church, fast is as slow as we go. And that's the way we live. Fast is as slow as we go. And we're on mission. 500 missionaries hasn't changed. All the things that we're doing hasn't changed. And I'm ready to get, when it's the green light to go, I wanna show the world that we're steadfast, immovable. We're gonna be smart. We're gonna be wise as serpent, harmless as doves. That's what Jesus talked about. Be, be smart, be smart. But we are not gonna set back because we have a firm faith and we have a forward faith. Paul talked about this in Philippians 3.13. He says, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what's behind and straining towards what's ahead. We are going forward. We are going forward. We're gonna meet, we're gonna lead, we're gonna send, we're gonna go, we're gonna reach, we're gonna do those things. And I'm just saying, may your faith be strong. May your faith be strong. May it be strong to stand up when you're outside the church. May it be strong in the marketplace and may it be as strong today. And for those of you that feel a little weak, I want to pray over you to hold the ground. I wanna pray that right now. Lord, I just pray that they would hold the ground. I pray for people to hold the ground and be strong in their faith. For those that are already strong, I pray they wouldn't have misplaced zeal, but they'd be strong in Jesus' name. Strong in Jesus' name. Now, I just wanna say this. I, somebody say, I'm not strong in anything. I don't have any faith. If that's you, I'd like to pray with you. We've done this every week. And I want you to say that 
You'd like to be forgiven. It's as easy as that, saying, Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. And if you'll agree with this prayer right where you're at, you'll say, that's me, that's me. Maybe you even wanna raise your hand. You say, that's me. Jesus will forgive you of your sins. You say, I want in, I want part of the family. I wanna know that death has lost its sting, that I'm part of the family, that I was out, that I'm in. I wanna pray this with you. Would you pray with me? Dear Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for my sins and all that I've done wrong. I ask for you to forgive me. Right now, I believe you died on the cross and rose again from the dead so I could be forgiven. I choose to live for you. You are my Lord and Savior. Give me the strength to do that. I desire this, Jesus. I love you, Jesus, and I will live for you in Jesus' name. The Bible says that if you did that, if you believe it, it's real, it happened. And if you made that decision, I want you to text now what to 94,000. And for all of us, I just wanna celebrate with those people that said, yes, your faith is in, it's not flimsy, it will be firm. We will move forward in Jesus' name. And I'm praying for our church, forward with a firm faith in Jesus' name.